Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Opportunity of a lifetime here to sit down with one of my favorite comedians. You know him from that metal show. You know him from his his newest album called uh, Denim and Laughter. He's been in movies and all kinds of other crazy stuff. I got to see this man last night. He's funny as hell. Please welcome my good friend Don Jameson. Well, I thank you, and um, you know I, you're very generous with the intro. Um, you say movies, but let's face it, they're on you porn, so it doesn't really count. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's start about your comedy career. I mean, how did it all start? Where did you come from? <laughs> I don't, uh, rampant truancy uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, no, you know, it's funny, man. I had a really actually normal upbringing. A lot of comedians come from like real broken homes and dysfunctional families. And um, my family's been very functional my whole life, but... Um, I don't know, it's just this, this cry out. Uh, you know, what, what it is really is um, my respect and my admiration for comedians, you know, kind of got me to be like, you know, I at least like to try it. And I tried it about 22 years ago and uh, I never stopped. Was it like seeing Carlin on HBO specials or well, it was, it, it, well, it was listening to Carlin on, on cassette tapes that my friend would record for me, and, but I couldn't listen to him. I couldn't bring a George Carlin album home when I was 11, so um, I used to listen to the tape you know, when, when my parents went to bed and, and Cheech and Chong, and, and I really didn't get a lot of the references. I was 11, 12 years old, uh, but I knew it was subversive, and that's why I liked it. So I always, you know, those, those two things always appealed to me the most rock and roll and comedy both dangerous both subversive your parents hate both of them and uh i just figured being a comedian would be a lot easier you don't have to lug any equipment you don't have to split the money five ways you don't have to have any drama with four other guys and or women in the band you just put your dick jokes in your pocket and you go <laughs> that's great uh, was incorporating metal something you wanted to do or was this you know something you went nobody else is really doing this yeah, well, yeah, well, it used to, you know, you know, comics opening for like rock bands was really, really cool like 30 years ago. And then it was like really, really not cool <laughs> for a really long time. Uh, but I always loved the comics who did stuff like that, like Kinnison that you mentioned. You know, Kinnison with the wild thing, all, with all the Sunset Strip guys in that video. And he'd go out with rock bands and Dice opening for Guns N' Roses at the you know, 100,000 people in Los Angeles and, and, and Bobcat Goldthwait open for Nirvana on their first U.S. tour. Um, and then, you know, when we started doing that metal show, bands just started asking, hey, would you be interested in coming out and opening? And that's how it started again. So I'm, I'm really proud to be like one of the guys that's going out and doing it and hopefully making it cool again. That'd be nice. Um, your love of metal jumps all over the place, um, from old rock bands to newer rock bands. What 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 are your, what are the bands that make you tick? Well, you know, it's always the ones you came up with, right? You know, it's the ACDCs, it's the Thin Lizzies, it's the Motorheads, Priest, all that stuff. 
But you're right, man. You know, you, you mentioned to me before we got on mic here, you know, you were in a death metal band for 22 years. I've been listening to death metal so much the last 10 years. They say, yeah, they say you get softer as you get older, man. I'm I getting heavier, man. I love stuff like Tomb Mold and Gate Creeper and all that kind of stuff, man. I really, I really, it's six feet under. They're like some of my favorite death metal bands, but uh, it all does it for me. It just depends on the mood, the situation. You know, if you're with a girl, you're probably not going to put on Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> oh, why not? Well, it depends on the girl, yeah. <laughs> Is there a style of metal you're not into or a style of mm. music in general? I, I, I do pretty much, you know, have a one-track mind. So anything, you know, anything rock-related and heavier works for me. Um, yeah, I'm not, I just don't like, um, I just don't like the pop music and the, the stuff that just, you know, that, that's, to me, a lot of stuff's just forgettable, you know? Um, and, and we still, we, we're still listening to albums that came out 30, 40, now 50 years ago. Still sounds great. So, you know, we're about to go downstairs and watch, uh, you know, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, and they just put out an album, you know, in 2021. They put out and probably that many albums, and they're still great. It's a, st it's a really great-sounding record, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. I mean, at this time, I mean, the songs are memorable. That's the other thing I love about it. Yeah. The new Cheap Trick album. Um, you put out three albums now on Metal Blade. What's it like to be on that classic label that, you know, we've listened to how many bands come from? Um, what's it like to be with them? I mean, you, you, you pretty much said it, man. It was, it, was, it was something I was looking for the whole time that I was doing comedy. Because I was doing comedy probably 14 years before I put out my first record. Just because I'm like, I just want to... There's something missing with me putting an album out. I really want to have that combo with some, some, that association with something that's meaningful to me. And when the, the, the owner of Metal Blade asked me if I wanted to do a record with them. I was like, first of all, I thought he was kidding around. Like, you know, I like we were out having some drinks, so I didn't even answer him. I just figured he was a little drunk and he, you know, was being nice. And then like literally a year later, he called me and he booked me on a, a, a private event he was doing on the West Coast. And he picked me up at the airport and he goes, you know, you never got back to me about that record contract. I'm like, you were serious? And uh, I just thought, man, what a perfect situation. I, you know, you, you got to know as a comic, if you're on Metal Blade Records, that, you know, has, has you know, done Slayer and King Diamond and Cannibal Corpse and bands like that, they're not going to censor any of your material. Uh, speaking of Metal Blade, you know, one of your label mates is from this town. Literally, the singer works at the bar down the street, Rivers and Nile. Oh, wow, they're, they're really? really? good friends of ours, too. Oh, very cool. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, they they're an excellent band. I love them guys. Yeah. It's like watching my little brothers grow up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, speaking of, I've seen you, got, you've seen you last night. Um, do any bands get offended by you making any jokes about them or anything like that? Or are they just, it's all tongue-in-cheek and they just go, ah. Yeah. Don't I, just, just busting my balls. I do it in front of them. Okay. You know, so, no, it, you know, that... The thing is, you know, um, and I don't think it's just a Jersey thing, but I, I always, I always like to say it's a Jersey thing. Like, you know, if we break, you know, if we if we break your balls, that means we love you. So, um, all the jokes I do about musicians and bands, that that kind of stuff, is just because I adore those bands. I do have a question to ask because of being a fan of that metal show. Have you ever thought about having like Zach Wild open up for you? Well, I opened up for him. Okay, I mean, I mean, in like a comedy situation, right? Yeah, well, he is hilarious. Well, I would, I wouldn't want to follow Zach because okay. he's not only is he funny, he's got bigger arms than me. So, <laughs> um, 
You do a podcast called uh, That Jameson Show. Uh, was this something that just came up during uh, COVID, or was it you know, something you wanted to do? Or Yeah, it was, it's a webcast, and it's on compoundmedia.com. Um, which is, you know, it's a, it's a subscription service. There's some free episodes up on YouTube. But it's a, um, it's a platform where a lot of comics host shows on there. And you know, some of them are political. Some are, you know, one girl has a sex show on there. And everybody, you know, everyone's a little different. And, uh, you know, so I just sort of brought, you know, my rock audience over there. And uh, it's been great. Now I've, I've been doing it almost two years now. I just did my 100th episode with uh, Vinny Apice and nice. Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick and Dax. Nice, 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 nice. Have you ever uh, been told you've taken a joke too far? Uh, not, not really taking it too far, but just people like, you know, now obviously everybody's hypersensitive now, but um, you know, some people come up after, I don't like that joke you, you told about this. And they go, okay, well, what, are, what, what, are, what was wrong with it? And they'll go, oh, well, you put down women. But I go, no, no, did you hear what I said? I said, buh, buh, buh. Right. And then they go, oh, all right. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like, Because most comedians, honestly, first of all, comedians are not up there to honestly offend anybody. We're up there to make jokes. Right. You know, yeah, some humor might be a little rough for people. But, but for me, like... A lot of the butt of the joke ends up being me if you really listen. It's almost like, why don't I understand what's going on? You right. know, like I said last night, I'm not woke, I wake and bake. That's what I, you know, so if I say the wrong words, I'm sorry. I'm, you right. know, I'm just an old creep. That, uh, the show that we were at last night, uh, the Comedian Compound, Yeah. how did that come about? I mean, was that just you and a bunch of friends saying, hey, let's go out and on the road together? Or was that, you know... You just met up one day, and it just. Well, those are the guys. Those are, so all those are the comedians that are on this this the webcast platform that I do. So it's just a, you know it's a great combination of people. You know there's a you know there's a female comic. You know again it's it's almost the same thing. There's there's guys who are more political. You know I'm not political at all. I do more of the rock vibe to things, and uh, but you know when you go out as a package tour, it's it's really nice. You know because the audience gets five or six headlining comedians all doing you know good time good, good amount of time good sets and uh, and everybody's a little different so yeah it's it's fun but it's it's adult humor <laughs> yes it is it is very adult humor sometimes <laughs> last night I'm not I'm nowhere near close or, or not close nowhere near politically correct or anything like that some of those some of the moments like whoa that's a little raw, right? But think about, but but, but ten years ago, oh, it would have just been a it would just been a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, since COVID, especially people are just really they want to get out. They want you to hit them with everything you got. And it was a great time. I, 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 everybody that's listening, you need to get out and see this because it was a great time. I, it, Thank you. It man. was amongst people uh, that you know you haven't done this in what twenty months or something like that. It was it was great it was a great time and uh, I highly recommend it. All the comedians were as funny as funny can be. But uh, my my next question is: Does your love for metal in comedy kind of hold you back? Um, does it like what's the word I'm looking for? Does it not get you on certain shows because that guy's like ah, my crowd's not going to get his love of um, you know ACDC. Yeah, like but that. but it doesn't matter. I've been doing this long enough. I could I could play any crowd, 
I, I, you know, I played, I played retirement communities. I've done, you know, recovery shows for addicts. I've done, you know, you know, I've, I even, I've done children's shows. I, you know, you put me in a situation, I'll get the job done. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I'm very, I will say, man, I'm very proud to wear it on my sleeve. I'm a, I'm, I'm a rock and roll comedian. And, what, and that doesn't mean I, I'm just going to do an hour of rock and roll jokes. It's just the attitude of going up on stage, giving it your all, giving a f real performance like you're in a rock and roll band, and that's what I do. And for those that didn't that did see this last night, uh, Don came out to uh, Thin Lizzy playing the air guitar, banging his head. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was going to play the whole song, but... <laughs> um, the guys at, uh, here at uh, Metal Beer and Bullshit... We drink a lot of craft beer. Uh, do you get into the underground beers, like the underground bands? Well, I make I make fun of craft beer a lot on my newest album, Denim and Laughter. But uh, the truth is, if you know, if you buy me a beer, whatever it is, I'm going to drink it. So, <laughs> I, I listen. I'm I, I always loved the underdog. I always loved the little man. I always loved the little guy. So I know a bunch of people who uh, run craft breweries. There's a great one in uh, here in Pennsylvania in. Uh, in Ben Salem called uh, the Broken Goblet. Yes. And I love those guys. And I got those guys into the Decibel Metal Festival uh, thing, which is great because those guys are all metalheads. And so I, I do support them. But, I, you know, the people who, who know me know that, you know, my tagline's always the same. Don, I'm going to the bar. What do you want to drink? I'll take six Miller Lights. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as it's beer and you're having a good time, that's all that matters <laughs> to us. Um, in the meantime, now, uh, like I said, I was a fan of uh, that metal show. Um, do, you get a, do you ever get any heat for uh, breaking Eddie's balls as much as you do? Who's? Oh, you breaking Eddie's, Eddie's? balls? Like well, we're still friends, so okay. I, I guess I'm okay. I mean, we spent, it was cool, man. Jim and Eddie and I spent a lot of time hanging over the summer when you couldn't really go anywhere or do anything. I have a house at the beach in Jersey. Eddie has a house at the beach. So we would just get together and hang and grill and stuff. So, yeah, well, listen, at the time, there were, there were definitely times where <laughs> he was a, a little bit aggravated with me. But you know what? It was all in good fun, and, and that was, uh, you know, easily the best job I'm sure I'll ever have in my life. So grateful for 14 seasons and all the people that watched that metal show. Is there any chance of it coming back? Or? There's always a chance, right? Okay. You know, the, you know, we we'll never give up, but we don't we don't own the name or anything. We don't okay. own to, to you know we can't even go out and shop it around. You know, the the network still owns it. So um, hopefully one day, man, it, it, everything comes around again, right? right? You know, like I'm look, I'm growing a mullet in, <laughs> so it's 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 coming back. Did you ever uh, write a joke uh, about like a deep cut of a song or something like that, that when you talked about, let's say, ACDC and it's a deep cut or something and you made, like, made fun of it, made a joke of it, whatever, and someone goes, how's he talking about <laughs> Is that Has that ever happened? Well, you know, even when I do perform, let's say, at a regular comedy club and I do rock jokes, like I still set it up for the audience so that they can understand it. Like I do a joke about going to see Guar. Now, most people in a regular comedy club are not going to know who Guar is. So it's very simple. I just go, so if you don't know, Guar is a heavy metal band that wears monster costumes on stage and they take chainsaws and decapitate each other and cut each other's limbs off and blah, blah. And so then I already put the visual in their mind of what this band is. They don't need to know who it is. Right. So if I do something that's a little deep for a regular audience, I always set it up 
so that they already they get it in their mind. Okay, now obviously there's bands that are, are naturals that people will know. Everyone will know Molly Crew and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and Twisted Sister. They'll know all those and ACDC. Everyone loves ACDC. Um, so, but yeah, with the with the with the rock crowds, when I open for rock bands, I can get a little deeper. Okay, but do the do the rock crowds? Get into you while when you're opening for them. Oh or yeah, is it, yeah. Or is it one of those things that are like, oh, it's a comedian. I'm going to go get a beer. Well, I'm sure some people are doing that, but um, you know, uh, yeah, I have a little grace period from because people kind of remember me from that metal show. Uh, but man, you still got to bring it, you know. And I have a I have a 30 minute opening set, and and, and I just we just announced I'm going to open for the Dead Daisies in the fall nice. for a two month tour, which will be great. Um, and I have a 30 minute set that's all, it's all rock jokes, musician, you know, bands and musicians, rock, anything with that music related. So it's not like I'm up there going, Hey, who's celebrating anything here right. tonight? You guys married? You have kids? <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm make, I'm talking about Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, Ozzy, Guar, Nashville Pussy, whoever, you know. Nice. I gotta see that. I'm, I, I've seen the dates. Nothing's close by, but I might have to travel to see Dead Daisies because I was on the Kiss Cruise and man, Doug is Doug's great. Doug likes to drink and he's. I, I would love to get him one. He's gonna be my drinking buddy on the yeah, tour. He's, yeah, he's fun. Um, back to that metal show. Um, <laughs> I gotta ask this: If you were ever to hang out with Kiss and Ozzy, is Eddie gonna disown you? <laughs> I don't. You know, listen again. If I, if I busted Eddie's balls on national television for fourteen seasons and he still talks to me, I I think we'll be okay. The the funny thing with Ozzy is like he was a huge fan of the show, you know. And I kept hearing it from people, but you know, Ozzy never did the show because Sharon and Eddie had disagreements. But um, but Florentine was backstage with with Ozzy, and he was like. I liked the episode when you had this person on and he would describe the episode like so he was a legit fan so that was cool and listen gene and paul were always but we invited them on every season um because you know what at the end of the day it would have been an hour love fest right you know it's but you know they don't want to answer the question of why are the other guys in the makeup right which you know, look, Gene. Gene loves to talk about anything, right? You know, but I don't. I think you know maybe Paul's a, maybe a little more sensitive about stuff. And you know, Paul, we took shots at those guys, and they took shots back. Paul was doing an interview, and someone said, "How come you haven't done that metal show?" And he was like, "That's kind of like Wayne's World, that show, isn't it?" <laughs> I read that. And we were cracking. We thought that we were like, "That's." I would have loved that. That's such a thing. funny line. It, it, I wish it was true. Actually, we'd make a lot more money if we were Wayne's World. <laughs> Um, before we, uh, we head out here, I want to ask you uh, just two uh, music questions. Give me a band that you think is overrated this time. Overrated? Wow. Boy, give me the other one. Let me... Okay, what, what band do you... What is the most underrated band that you... Underrated. Underrated. Of all time? Of all time. Well, oh, that's easy. I mean, that's Thin Lizzy. I mean, because here in America, people know the boys are back in town and maybe jailbreak, and that's it. And they're, you know, I'm such a Thin Lizzy maniac. I go to Dublin every year. You know, I became friends with uh, Phil Lynott's mom. You know, she's now passed, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, they, they were not big in America. And those, and God, man, I, I implore people to go check out like their back catalog, man, because Boys Are Back in Town is a great song, but it's not even their best 
25 right. songs. That, but that album, though, is one of their best albums. Though. Sure, Jailbreak, Jailbreak, yeah, for sure. I, um, I, I say Emerald might be one of the greatest songs ever with the dual guitars. And so heavy. Yeah, yeah. And that was so ahead of its time. Yeah, overrated. Man, it's tough, you know. Um, you, you know what the problem is with overrated bands? It's like, it's just, a lot of the times it's because you just hear them so much on the radio, you get burnt out on them. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I, I don't like to talk ill of anybody. I can't, okay. You want to throw a band at me? I mean, I can all say yes. All right, well, back to that metal show, I do got to ask this, um, and it's not in my notes here. Was the guests your decisions, or was that VH1 Classic saying you have to have this person we would just make it we would make a, the three of us would make a hit list give it to the network and they would sort of go yeah okay but 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 you know they, they didn't give up they didn't push back a lot on okay. on artists but um uh you know it, listen most of, to be honest most of the bookings were due to eddie's trunks relationship with these artists you know when we first started our season one we have rush on the show and it's like that didn't happen just because yeah. someone from vh1 made a phone call that was because of eddie so that really that really helped kick us off, and then it gave us a lot of legitimacy with a lot of people. So, um, hey, listen, overrated. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not avoiding your question, but the, you know what it is, man. The bottom line for me is like, if you if you if you can be successful in the rock business, I give you all the credit in the world. Okay. Um, one last thing for you. Um, where? Uh, you know what? I got one more that we're gonna edit. That my stumbling at my thumb, but. Jesus Christ. And my stumbling that. of my tongue. Um, your, your new album, uh, Denim and Laughter, it's a uh, tribute to Saxon's cover. Um, how did those guys feel about that? Yeah, I've become good friends with, with Biff and those guys over the last 10 years. I've been out on the road with those guys. Um, they loved it. They suggested it. Okay. So, yeah, we were, we were drinking wine one night, me and Biff, and... Uh, He's like, you ought to do, you ought to do a send up of a uh, denim and leather. And I'm like, well, that's that's easy denim and laughter. And he goes, he goes, brilliant, mate. Let's do it. And uh, sure enough, when it came time to do it, you know, uh, he, I got permission to use the actual artwork from their album, put the front and the back cover, except I put my head on, over Biff's on the motorcycle. <laughs> and uh, Andy Sneep, their producer, did the intro, okay. which is a guitar riff it's denim and leather but not real you know right so we'd have to pay any publishing <laughs> so they, everyone was on board uh with the concept and uh, they're just they're one of my favorite bands too another band that's underrated um another one for you though is uh your last album you kind of did the rob halford look did I, I'm, I'm sure rob just hellbent for laughter yeah, yeah hellbent for laughter i'm sure yeah. uh <clears throat> i'm sure rob laughed his ass off about that well yeah and there's a lot of jokes about rob on that album too and i actually i actually did check in you know via eddie i'm like do you think rob will think these jokes are funny he goes this, this he, he, he thinks you're hysterical of course no no problem and they you know look they haven't sued me yet so i guess <laughs> it's i'm still trying to get sued because i parody bands <laughs> for all my album covers and no one's sued me yet so uh you know i could use the publicity if, if anyone's listening <laughs> if anybody in the judas priest camp is listening sue me <laughs> um and one last one for you and i would say this would be my dream comedy show um would this ever be a a show that i, I could see andrew dice clay jim norton you and uh jim florentine 
Well, we've all opened for Dice, yeah. Okay. So that's that's a no-brainer, you know. But could we put that package together? I think it could be definitely done because, you know, Dice is very loyal to the guys who have opened for him over the years. You know, it started with Norton, then Florentine, then me. Um, we've all worked in combination together before, so it's absolutely possible. And, uh, man, the Dice Man, you know, that's the ultimate rock and roll comic, so absolutely. I'm, I'm such a Dice fan. And I mean, I, like you said about being 11 years old and getting Carlin tapes, I remember him being on the Ronnie Dangerfield special. Oh, yeah. And going to school the next day and just telling all the rhymes and getting into trouble. And I read his book, I have all his albums. I've never seen him. I wow. never got to see He was supposed to play here in Reading, and uh, I had front row, dead center. About three weeks before the show, I get a phone call, and it's like, the show's been canceled and your money's been refunded. And I'm like, no, so I've never got to see him. Never have gotten. To well, see he's him. still he's more vicious than ever, and um, he's he's to me he's the ultimate comic performer. There's no nobody better than Dice. Uh, he truly he's the guy that made you know as as much as I listen to Carl and all those guys when I was a kid I wasn't thinking about doing comedy then. Dice was the guy that made me want to get on stage because he brought the comedic performance to the rock star level. And I hope I'm carrying on that tradition to at least a respectable level in his eyes. And uh, he's always supported me. So fucking love Dice. Well, um, I got to say thank you very much. I, I, I really am telling you fans, you have to get his albums. You have to come out and see him. He is funny. One of the nicest guys. I mean, really, this man literally told me to go home last night because I looked like a zombie. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you very much, and I hope to see you again real soon. Um, if you ever want to come back onto our show, anytime, and let's go down and rock and roll, brother. All right, thank you.